It was late 1791, and Mozart was not feeling well. He'd been in Prague watching the premiere of his new opera, La Clemenza di Tito, but... On his return to Vienna, his indisposition increased visibly and made him gloomily depressed. His wife was truly distressed over this. One day, when she was driving with him, to give him a little distraction and amusement, they were sitting by themselves and Mozart began to speak of his death. He declared that he was writing the Requiem for himself. Tears came to the eyes of the sensitive man. I feel definitely that I will not last much longer. I am sure I have been poisoned. I cannot rid myself of this idea. When I was a kid, I watched the Milos Forman movie Amadeus, and what I remember about it more than anything, more than Tom Hulse's laugh, more than Falco's Rock Me Amadeus, was the part directly after Mozart's death. Dark-robed figures load Mozart's plain casket onto a carriage. A crowd of mourners watches the carriage ride away down a foggy road, solemn looks on their faces. The carriage arrives at the graveyard and a group of workers unceremoniously pours Mozart's body wrapped in a cloth out of one end of the casket and into a shared unmarked grave. The priest gives some perfunctory rites. The workers load the now empty casket back onto the carriage and shovel white powder, which I think is lye, onto Mozart's body. So how did one of the greatest composers in human history meet such an ignoble end? And at the age of only 35? Turns out there have been a lot of theories about this. To date, 118 of them. That's right. Researchers have made 118 official guesses about Mozart's cause of death. The burial scene from Amadeus is actually an accurate depiction of a typical burial in Viennese middle-class society during Mozart's time. Yeah, things were kind of rough in the 18th century. And this is actually what makes figuring out what happened to Mozart so difficult. The communal grave means that there's no way to perform an autopsy. Here's what we do know. After being sick for about a month, Mozart became bedridden for two weeks. His hands and feet were so swollen he couldn't use them, and he'd been vomiting frequently. He also had a fever, muscle pain, and a mysterious rash. According to members of his family who were present, he was conscious up until about two hours before his death, and then after falling unconscious, he went into convulsions. At 1 a.m. on December 5th, Mozart died. The official cause of death reported was severe military fever, whatever that means. So what actually killed Mozart? Was he poison? Well, he certainly made some enemies. There was his rival composer, Antonio Salieri, who actually took credit for poisoning him. But Salieri had dementia at the time, and so his claim didn't hold water. There was Fons Hoftemel, whose wife Mozart had allegedly had an affair with, or another of Mozart's Masonic brothers who commissioned him to write a requiem, but wanted to pass it off as his own creation. 
Oh, and there was Mozart himself, who may have been treating his syphilis with giant doses of mercury. Oh, or the Freemasons, uh, whose practices he challenged in the Magic Flute, or the Catholics, or the Freemasons and the Catholics working together. You get the idea. Oh, and then there were all of the diseases researchers have theorized might have killed him. Rheumatic fever, TB, congestive heart failure, kidney disease, strep throat, something called Schonlein Hinnock. In 2009, the Houston Chronicle published an article called Cause of Mozart's Death Revealed 218 Years Late. And then just earlier this year, the website PR Web published an article entitled Amazing New Account of Mozart's Death Disproves False Historical Rumors. Of course, the speculation will continue. And that might be what's most interesting about Mozart's death, that we keep speculating about it. I mean, he's been dead for over two centuries, and we're still theorizing. And by we, I mean doctors, scientists, and authors in major publications. Medical journals are publishing articles about how he died, students are writing dissertations about it, scientists are studying accounts of his death for clues. In a New York Times article in 2010, Dr. Jeffrey R. Saffle said something about the phenomenon of our extended investigation of Mozart's and other composers' deaths that I think rings true. He said, They're immortal and mortal at the same time. They're larger-than-life figures from the standpoint of what they created, but they're very ordinary in terms of their lives and births and deaths. I think it's also just plain morbid curiosity. I mean, we are the species that invented murder mystery parties. Will anyone ever get to the bottom of Mozart's death? Well, without his body, there's no final word. But hopefully, during all of this speculation and research, we'll find out more about the interesting creative genius that changed music and us forever. Want to find out more about Mozart? Tune in to Classical 91.7 and APM's The Mozart Festival. Classical 91.7 will be airing the series throughout October, starting Saturday the 5th. We'll post links up on the Classical Classroom webpage about the Mozart Festival. Just go to classical917.org backslash classroom. Thanks for listening. We'll catch you next time.